From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about making physical intimacy a priority. Touch is important. I want you to think about this quote from Sidney J. Harris, who was a syndicated columnist for the Chicago Sun-Times. He said, almost no one is foolish enough to imagine that he automatically deserves great success in any field or activity. Yet almost everyone believes that he automatically deserves success in marriage. And it's so true. You know, everybody thinks about this long journey they have to achieve success in their chosen career or in sports or whatnot, but in marriage, there's this idea that success should be automatic. It should. It should. What were we I mean, that's should? what I thought. When we got married, I thought, heck, this, this should be, this is easy. He put the ring on my finger. We had the fancy dress and the big party and, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. Well, unfortunately, all, we just all kind of know the reality of the situation and that's not the case. But yeah. before we get into that, let's start with this week's hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by Intimacy Reignited. And you can learn a lot more about Intimacy Reignited at getintimacyreignited.com. But this is a program that is amazing. It is helping couples all around the world get their spark back. Mm-hmm. And I can personally attest to how wonderful this program is because Dustin Reekman over there at Engaged Marriage, he put this program together. He and I did a lot of the work together on this program. And I've done group coaching with him for with this. We've done all kinds of amazing things built up around Intimacy Reignited. And for those of you that are wondering how to get the spark back or you know, want to take the lead, but you don't know how, this is a program that you want to pick up over there at Get Intimacy Reignited. And as a special bonus too, you can also get the Seven Days of Sex Challenge ebook. So for those of you that have been thinking, how do I, uh, how do I start this Seven Days of Sex Challenge? It's an added bonus on that program. So you'll want to go check that out. But this week's hug comes from Phil, who lives up in Canada. And, um, this is actually pretty special because Phil is marrying his dream girl this upcoming weekend. It's uh, it's right around the corner for the two of them. He said, I found your podcast soon after we got engaged and I can't tell you how grateful I am for your transparent and candid approach to talking about your marriage. I grew up in a very strict Christian home where sex was often considered dirty and marriage was portrayed as boring and rigid. Well, we have definitely shaken that up a little bit for you. Um, not just there in Canada, but I think all over the world, we've shed mm-hmm. a little bit of excitement and, uh, yeah, we're not quite the boring and rigid married couple. He said, I've since become part of a wonderful church community and by God's grace, that mindset has begun to change. Your podcast has been a crucial part of that change for me as well. My birthday passed recently and my only request for my birthday gift was that my fiance pick out two of your guys' podcasts <laughs> that we could both listen to and discuss together. Very cool. I think this is the second time that we've been a gift. The first time was when a couple for their was it for their wedding 
they were in like Australia mm -hmm. or New Zealand and I do for their wedding, like that. the mom had downloaded all the podcasts. Yes. Um, so this is our second time being a part of gift and we love being a part of your special days. He goes on to say, what a blessing you two are. Thank you for loving each other. Thank you for fighting through the tough times and thank you for continuing to do those things and share them with us. Mm. Um, he, they did actually send a picture for the love you guys wall. Right. And so it is up on our wall. And for those of you, we've been posting it on Instagram and Facebook. If you want right. to be on the love you guys wall, send the highest resolution picture that you can to info at one extraordinary marriage.com and just put love you guys pick in the subject line and we'll add you onto the wall. Yeah, please do that. You guys, it's, it's awesome as we sit here and podcast and we're going into our fifth year of podcasting here. Mm -hmm on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. And you know what? There's nothing more special than being able to be behind these microphones and look at you guys and know that some of you guys that are up on this wall have been listening to us since the beginning. Mm -hmm. And many of you have come on during different times. And just to see you guys smiling at us is amazing and these can be any kind of picture you want if you want it with you guys running a marathon together or heck on a tandem bike on a top of a mountain at a wedding in your backyard wherever you want to have the picture taken that's up to you guys because it shows who you are and that's what it's about so like elisa says you can send that to info at one marriage.com love you guys pick in the subject line and We'll get those printed out here and get you up there. And I just have to say, his, he ended his email. You know, we always say love you guys at the end of the show. And so in true Canadian style, he said, all our love, eh? <laughs> Pulling out the Canadian. Thank eh? you very much, man, for, for the awesome hug. We Way appreciate so appreciate it. getting that. Well, and I want to go back to that quote that I opened with, because it's really going to set the tone for today's show. And in case you missed it because you, you know, fast forwarded or you, you know, skipped over how I opened the show. It said, almost no one is foolish enough to imagine that he automatically deserves great success in any field of activity. Yet almost everyone believes that he automatically des deserves success in marriage. And, you know, we've seen this time and time again. We've had this philosophy, this thought, this belief in our own marriage. You know, when I read it at the, at the opening of the show, Tony's like, well, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And we hear it all the time, especially when it comes to the physical intimacy in marriage. There's just this expectation that, you know, you put on the ring, you put on the fancy clothes, you have the big party and the physical intimacy, boom, it just works right. all the time for the next 60 years, 70 years. And yet the reality is that time and time again, we're hearing from couples who have zero physical intimacy right. in their marriage and have been that way for years. They've stopped touching each other. And that's exactly why Tony opened the show saying touch is important. Because mm -hmm. you guys know it is. You guys know that physical intimacy is more than just sex. Now I will tell you that sex is a huge component of your physical intimacy. And we spend a lot of time on this show talking about sex. It's kind of one of our cornerstone topics. But today's show is not going to be talking singularly focused on the sexual intimacy. Right. Because physical intimacy, I'm talking about uh, the casual touches 
in the kitchen when you're making dinner. I'm talking about the kiss when one of you is going off to work. I'm talking about, you know, the, the late night cuddles on the couch. These are all different types of physical touch. And yes, sometimes they will lead to sex. Oftentimes they won't. All the time, they are important to the fabric of your marriage. Touch, touch is so important in our lives that from birth, it is encouraged. You know, that's why preemies and newborns are encouraged, you know, mothers are encouraged to have skin to skin contact. And there've been all these studies and we've talked about it, you know, in different podcasts and things like that, but we're really going to dig into this because it breaks my heart when I'm talking to a couple and they're describing how they have no physical touch in their marriage. This is the couple that is not holding hands anymore. This is the couple that maybe there's a peck on the cheek when somebody's leaving. Maybe, I mean, it's kind of that like, you know, kiss your brother type of thing, kiss your sister. I mean, it's that familial, you know, great aunt Martha, you know, you got to kiss her, but you try and avoid it at all costs. So you just kind of like brush her cheek. I mean, Mm. that's what's happening in some marriages. May even be happening in yours. I, I know the reality is, is that for some of you, it is happening in yours and you're struggling because it's very hard to, dig deeper into some of these other intimacies when touch isn't even a component of your marriage. Mm. You desperately long to touch and be touched. I don't know which, you know, for those of you for whom this is an issue, I don't know which side of the fence you're on. And even if it's not an issue for you right now, chances are there has been a season in your marriage where this was an issue. Because I don't think any couple that's married for any extended period of time doesn't have seasons where things just kind of get a little lazy, Mm -hmm. get taken for granted. Don't seem so important. You know, let's face it. All of you moms out there with young children who have somebody hanging off of you all day long, be it on your leg, be it in a sling around you, you feel like you're being touched constantly. I remember that season of life. And actually, I'm not that far removed because my 11-year-old who stares me in the eye, his love language is touch. And so he is constantly touching, hugging mom, hanging on mom, sitting on mom, squishing mom. It's just his thing. And when the kids were younger, I remember just being like, Tony, don't touch me. Sometimes I was very blatant. Sometimes I was just like, I'm moving out of the way. Because um, I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I gave everything at the office. I gave it all to the kids. I don't have anything left for you. And what I didn't realize at the time was how much damage that mindset was doing to my marriage. Very much like Phil talked about in the hug about changing mindset and things like that. That's what some of you need to do in your marriage. You need to change your mindset towards physical touch and how important that is. Right. And we're going to we're going to dive into three different ways that you can utilize physical touch in your marriage. And for each of you, it's going to be different. You know, depending on where you're at, 
and what's happening in your marriage or how much touch you like or don't like. I mean, Elisa and I have gone through our marriage of 18 years and I can I can definitely tell you that there have been times when we're holding hands all the time and then there are times when we're we're holding hands here and there and there are times when we're hugging a lot more and and then it comes it comes out that there's less of it and cuddling and and all of that. So Today, what we would love to be able to do is just give you three ways that you can utilize physical touch in different ways. And the way we're breaking these up is more on duration. It's the time length that these this action of physical touch lasts. Mm-hmm. So the first one we want to talk about is hugging. Because a hug is physical touch. There are arms around each other. You know, there's, there's that body to body contact. Typically in our marriage, hugs are done with clothes on, mm-hmm. you know, usually that's in our marriage. That's, that's the way hugs are given here for us anyways. Yes. Now don't get me wrong. You know, we could be having sex and after sex, you know, we're hugging each other because we're close. The the hugs that we're talking here though, last can last, you know, from, you know, 10, 15 seconds Maybe it could last up to a minute, maybe even a little bit longer, you know, if you're really embracing each other. But hugs are so beneficial to our marriage and to that physical touch. Each of the physical touches we're going to talk about today, here's the big thing about physical touch. The benefit of that physical touch is the boosting of your oxytocin level. Oxytocin. Tocin. Thank you. Elisa catches me on those. I love Every it. Every word. Every time. It, it's just one of his words. Yeah. You know, so realize touch does boost that hormone in your body. Be it hugging, be it cuddling, be it kissing, be it holding hands. You may not feel it. You may not be like, oh my gosh, I just felt it rise in my body. No, but it can and it does do this to you i mean think about it when you've when you've had a rough day and you come home and you walk in the door and you're just like i need a hug you know kind of that like i'm dying here and you get that hug you know and it may only be on like a cellular level but you know you feel better and and some of you are going to have to practice the fine art of asking for what you want Namely, Mm. if you want a hug, this is going to go back to Elisa's favorite phrase in the world. Your spouse does not have ESP. They're not going to know unless you walk up to them and say, I'd like a hug. I have a question for you, though. Okay. What happens in the the event that, hey, I'm a touchy-feely type person and you're not? Mm -hmm. How do I I deal with that? How do I deal with, you know, I want to be able to touch and hug and and kiss and cuddle and all that. But my, my spouse doesn't want to, they, they don't, they don't like to, or they, they have an adverse reaction to physical touch. What do I do in that moment? And this happens a lot more than any of you would like to acknowledge. Part of it really starts with when you're not in this emotionally charged state, the two of you need to have a conversation. I mean, it really goes back to kind of a state of the marriage conversation on touch because there, there has to be a workaround that has to be, that is comfortable for both of you. 
because it's true. You know, like I, I have a couple that I was coaching with and she is not a touchy feeling person and her husband's incredibly touchy feely. They're like so far on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And what they found was that in their marriage, when her emotional needs started being met through conversation, through feeling valued, f- through demonstrations of him appreciating her, not like a switch got flipped or she suddenly turned into a different person, but she was more open to the idea of physical touch. Mm. And I think that happens in a lot of relationships when, when the couples are in a space of disconnect, then yes, it's much harder to bridge those gaps. And yes, you know, you may be like, okay, case in point, we've shared this on past podcasts. Tony was raised in a very effusive, large Italian family. I mean, they hug and kiss, you know, because the sun came up today, you know, I mean, that type of thing. It's just, they're happy to, they're genuinely happy to see you and happy to see each other. And hugging and kissing is part of the family makeup. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that as a kid. I, you know, you're related to everybody in the room, even if they're like your 24th cousin, three times removed type of thing. I mean, just. And still to this day, when I see my mom and dad, I mean, we hug, we embrace and we, and we kiss. I mean, it's not, it's on the cheek. I mean, it's, but that's what it is. And, I was brought up in that environment. I remember as a kid walking into weddings and I'm talking like eight, nine, 10 years old, walking into a wedding hall with 300 people. My dad just bending down and goes, you make sure you give everybody a kiss. And I'm thinking, yeah, right, dad. (laughs) So, but you know, and no, I didn't, you know, hug and kiss every single person in the room. But there was a fair amount of people. There's that a good I came expectation, across. you know, yes. everybody that's known you since you were born. Mm-hmm. All that's to say, the two of you have to work out where the comfort level is, mm-hmm. and that comes from having those conversations. It's not just the one that doesn't like touch saying, "Oh, I don't like touch," so you're out of luck, and the other one being frustrated. There has to be communication there and an understanding of what is comfortable for both sides. Yeah. So that's, you know, hugging. But, and, and again, when we're doing this, we're sort of doing duration. So hugging is sort of those quicker moments mm-hmm. of physical touch. The next one is cuddling. Cuddling can last, you know, from minutes, you know, if you're just hanging out on the couch to, to possible hours, you know, really sitting down, watching a movie, you're together. This can be either clothed or not, depending on where you're at, you know, we've gotten emails with, Hey, people sharing that. Hey, every Sunday we sit down to a movie, we're naked on the couch, cuddling each other. That's awesome. And you know, sometimes it leads to more that is physical touch right there. It doesn't have to lead to more cuddling is something that happens in your bed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, Hey, you guys are just, you're flipping and you're flopping and you're moving here and there. And And lo and behold, at one point in the night, and this happens in our bedroom, you know, we're just, we're spooning each other. We're cuddling. We have some physical touch. You know, my arm is around Elisa. You know, our legs are intertwined. That that is us cuddling. More more often than not for us, cuddling does happen when we're on a couch or something of that nature. On a couch, at a park, you know, just awake. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of thing. And, you know, it's interesting as we're having this conversation, you know, so many people 
when they're having difficulties in their marriage, they actually shy away from physical touch because they feel like all touch leads to sex or there's an expectation that all touch is going to lead to sex. So I'm just going to shut that side down. And yet it actually has the adverse effect. It, it creates more tension in the relationship than if they would still engage in some form of touch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very interesting dynamic when you shut yourself down from your spouse, how that, you know, has the, a negative impact because your spouse wants to be touched by you. And I'm going to say it repeatedly during this show. It is important. It's important for your health. It's important for the well-being of your marriage. It's important to demonstrate how much you appreciate and value your spouse. And no, touch does not always have to lead to sex. That's a great, that's a great, uh, conclusion mm-hmm. if you go there it's also great if it doesn't lead to sex because there's a value in just being touched by one another right you know and, and some of the benefits of touch folks is you know reduce blood pressure mm-hmm. and stress you know that physical touch that we want and we yearn for when we do get it and I think Elisa brought up a really good point is, you know, when we're emotionally connected, it really helps and allows us to reduce that stress, reduce that blood pressure. I know there have been many a times when, and just even in the recent past where things are bombarding me from, you know, businesses and people and this and that, where I feel so bombarded that being able to just cuddle with Elisa relaxes me. It allows me to just feel safe and comfortable next to her. And so those are those are things that we don't think a lot about. You know, what's what's the physical ramifications to myself and to my spouse? Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are things that happen for you when you are in physical touch. You know, it just allows you to release some of this stress. That's if you allow yourself to get there too. Not being tense and, and oh my gosh, what's going to, you know, allow yourself to just let go and be in that moment. And some of that comes from having those conversations ahead of time, you know, especially if you're kind of easing your way back into touch mm-hmm. so that, you know, you identify the expectations. Is this going to, you know, are we moving towards sex tonight? Are we not? You know, and having the conversation, you know, so often when touch gets shut out of a marriage, it gets shut out of a marriage because the communication is not there. Right. Those two things go hand in hand. You know, and then it trickles over into becoming a sexless marriage. I mean, it, it's this whole communication breaks down, touch breaks down. You're staring at each other going, what are we doing? And what we're trying to do in this particular episode is give you guys the tools to say, okay, you know what? How do we, how do we take the baby steps? You take the baby steps first by working on hugging each other and making that be a safe place in each other's arms. Then you take it up, you know, you kick it up a level and and you get to cuddling, whether you're watching TV on the couch or you're, you know, you're both are reading a book and you kind of got your legs all interspersed on the couch, but there's just that, you know, we're touching each other. Lying in a hammock outside or lying in a hammock outside, you know, we were at, we visited DePaul University where I went to school um, this past summer and you're know, walking across campus and right in front of East College, which is the main 
um, the main building on campus, there were these two college kids just laying on a blanket watching, you know, the clouds go by and having, you know, one of those summer college conversations, go lay out in the backyard, watch the stars, watch the clouds, hold hands, be next to each other. Nothing says that we have to stop doing those things. Nothing says just because we were married and we, we've gotten older that we can't just lie on a blanket in the grass and holding each other. There's, there's nowhere written in stone that says that. And we need to fight that thought process. Mm-hmm. We have to stand up and go, it's okay. I'm, I'm 41 years old. I can sit here on a blanket on the beach with my wife and have my arms around her and hugging her. Cl- clothing is on. You know, thank you I'm, for establishing that. Well, I'm just saying, hey, we're not on a nude beach or anything <laughs> okay, here. You know, good. I mean, we're just we're just on a beach or we're at a park. There's nothing wrong with allowing ourselves to do that. Age shouldn't matter, not one mm-hmm. bit. And I know for me, that does happen. Well, I can't do that. I'm not a teenager anymore. I I shouldn't be doing that. I'm not. You know, I've been married 18 years. Why would I do that anymore? No. I should be doing that because I have been married 18 years. I just like all of a sudden you said married 18 years. I'm thinking there are kids going to college that were born the year we got married. A complete that. digression, but wow. So the last one is sleeping naked. And we've done a whole show on this. Well, I don't remember which one. We'll look I can't it. remember. Yeah, we'll look it up and put it in the show notes. But sleeping naked. Now this takes it up a notch in terms of of duration because I don't know about you guys, but we typically get anywhere from five to eight hours of sleep a night. That's usually where we're at just depending on when we go to sleep, when we get up. So we're talking long duration. And when I mean sleep naked, I mean, you guys are sleeping naked. And this is something Elisa and I have really gone into more often. And I will say from experience, oh my gosh, there is so much more touch going on. This is a game changer, guys. Yeah. I mean, there, this is, there is so much more touch that is happening that we don't even realize that's happening throughout the night. But it does because our bodies are naked. You know, it is such an amazing time to be able to do what we just talked about, cuddling, you know, completely naked, and then just roll over. And then sometime in the night, our bodies are touching again. And it's this constant ebb and flow. And, you know, as it cools down, we, you know, hey, it's it's cooling down. Our room gets a little cold if we leave the windows open and everything. And so we're like, oh, boy, let's put on shirts again. And now we're putting on, you know, shorts and jammies. And wow, what a difference. Oh, yeah. Back to your own side of the bed. You know, what a difference. And having experienced this, you know, in the recent past, it's amazing. And, and we, we have to remind ourselves, Hey, you know, let's shut those windows. Let's make sure we come to bed naked. Mm-hmm. Now it, it's still, again, I know we're in Southern California and, and we're talking about getting cold and you guys are all probably going, you guys are wimps. Yes. We've said this many a times. I'm a whip. Yep. I'm okay with it. So what, what does happen and, and is happening is that, Hey, we'll come to bed naked and in the middle of the night, if one of us has to get up for the bathroom, whatever, you know, all of a sudden you, you're like, Ooh, it's a little cold. You put on a shirt or something. We get it. But what we're saying is that sleeping naked is truly a physical intimacy game changer. Mm-hmm. And it carries over to your waking. Like you're, I don't even understand how it works 
that our bodies like know they're naked and they just kind of find each other in the night to just touch. And then there's something about that touch experience that carries over into the next day, into the next days and equips you to be better, you know, handle, able to handle all of that. So the three ways that we want you to build touch into your marriage this week coming up, we want you to hug a little bit longer. We want you to cuddle a little bit more. And we want you to take the clothes off and sleep naked. So hug, cuddle, and sleep naked. Before we wrap up the show, I just want to give an update um, because last week's show, episode 241 on being a woman, that got a lot of reaction from you guys, you know, asking what was going on and and with all my test results and things like that. And um, my testosterone results did come back. And specifically my, um, gynecologist tested for bioavailable testosterone and free testosterone. And both of those came back outside of the range, the normal range on the very low side. So I have started a testosterone cream, um, to help raise those levels. And I'll keep you posted on that. And, um, for all of those of you that reached out to us and just said, thank you for addressing this topic, know that we will be digging into it more for each of you. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, like Elisa said, go out there, hug, cuddle, sleep naked. Think about those those three things. What are you looking at me like that for? I was trying to figure out if there was some kind of cute little saying that we could wrap it up <laughs> for them, but nothing came to me off Nothing came head. to you off that. So hug, cuddle, sleep naked. If you want to dive more into your physical, your sexual intimacy, go check out getintimacyreignited.com. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week. And you know what? Give us a shout out. Let us know how physical touch has impacted your marriage. You can send that to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We love you guys.